And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hey everybody, it's Civilized Barking, where we talk about the Browns, what's left of them. So, um, you know the situation, if you're tuning in, thank you. You're probably angry, you're probably desperate, you're probably confused, you're probably all these things. And those don't just apply to the last 23 seasons, they apply to the last two days of the Browns. So, um, if you've been here before, you know that sometimes the, the late week podcast is me answering questions, going through the things, and then having on um, another writer, usually one of my colleagues, and we talk about the opponent. Well, given all that's changed, and given that my um, my colleague here is Vic Tafer, and this is not the first nor the second, but actually the third time we've been on the same podcast today, we're going to do it a little differently. So uh, I was on Vic's Raiders podcast. We already do one where we pick the games. And um, Vic, during that one, the Browns put one player on the COVID list. Um, since then, they've put four more players on the COVID list, although not officially as of now. So anyway, we're going to push all that back to later in the podcast. And I'm going to bring you in to talk about the Raiders. And I'm going to start with this. Um, for what's left of the Browns, and we don't know, you know, the Raiders have stunk too offensively and the season's gone in the tank. Do, do you expect that they still have a real effort left in them um, coming in here on Saturday or whenever the hell the game gets played? Yeah, I thought they were dead in the water unless the team they're playing had 20 guys in the COVID list. Then, now I think they have some life. I think um, they have to realize this is a real chance. You know, and ASD is so crazy. Right. Uh, if they win this game, they're back at 7-7, seven and seven, and I'm sure they're going to have some confidence. But um, they've been really bad for a long time. They've, well, they've lost five out of six. Uh, the offense has gone to hell, and the uh, – Defense is also not as good as it once was this season, so I can't imagine morale is very high. But, uh, you know, and going to Cleveland would not be uh, a feel-good thing to do at this point. But the fact that you guys have so many guys hurt, definitely right. not hurt, but on COVID, uh, they have to have, think they have a chance to win. They have to think that you know, they have enough in Derek Carr and, and these pass rushers and Gakwe and Rags Crosby uh, to make a difference in, in this game. Yeah, you know, had we had this conversation 24 or even six hours ago, I would have said it's these young tackles against Ngakwe and Crosby, right? Now there's glaring mismatches everywhere. But um, how good are these guys? And, you know, are they long-haul Raiders? Ngakwe and Crosby? Yes. Oh, yeah, they're um, – I mean, Ngakwe signed to a two-year deal. So he's been been really, really good. Definitely he came in with something to prove. I'm sure he wants a much bigger deal uh, after next year. So I'm not sure where the Raiders – well, they think about that, but they love him so far. And he's been a leader for them. He came in and, and definitely he and Crosby kind of had this thing where they came right away. They kind of bonded and kind of uh, took them themselves to kind of lift the rest of the team with them in terms of competitiveness and just a, a nasty energy at practice and in game. So definitely the biggest difference in this defense this year has been the pass rush by, by those two guys. Um, Hunter Renfro's numbers are ridiculous. So is it just seem like they're throwing to him every play? Well, where else are they going with the ball since Waller's been out? 
Yeah, pretty much. He's the guy. I mean, pretty much they, you know, they, they tried with Zay Jones. They talked him up in the preseason. They thought he'd be able to step it up when, uh, when Ruggs went out, but he really hasn't. So pretty much, um, you know, like this last game, they got down big early and it was a lot of third and long. So it was third and 14. That's the best time for a seven yard pass to Hunter Renfro. So those are <laughs> a lot of those on Sunday. So uh, he's not really a game breaker. He's just a guy who can get open in short, you know, um, short spaces, like, you know, seven to the 15 field yards on the field he can get open and he's very good at a lot of wiggles so he's hard to cover so I'm not sure what the, the Browns will do as far as trying to yeah, double him or not but I think he'll eat uh, again on Saturday. Um, Vic just in case any of your Raiders fans are listening or in case any Browns fans wants to, want to further beat themselves over the head I'm just going to run this down real quickly. Slot corner one out injury and COVID. Slot corner two uh, out injury. Um, slot corner three has to play safety because safety one, safety two, and safety three are out with COVID. And corner four or five, depending on how you look at it and who's available, is also out with COVID. So that's how things are going here. <laughs> and Hunter Renfro might go 13 catches for 149 yards or something like that. Um, Vic, I was going to have you on anyway, and, and not just because we spend our Thursdays talking football to each other, but you wrote last week, you know, after the Raiders went for what, might have been their last stand in Kansas City and flopped that that big organizational changes are coming. Some of that's been obvious to even those of us who want, who follow the team from very much afar, right? Do, what are the chances? And this is relevant to all our listeners. What are the chances in your mind that, that Derek Carr is not a Raider next season? I think they're pretty good. I, I'll say they're. I'll go fifty uh, fifty, which may seem high, but. Um, He's got one year left on his contract. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a good contract right now because there's $19 million on it, but it's not guaranteed. So I think if we're a team we're looking to get a new quarterback, it's got to be attractive. You've got to negotiate with him if you want and kind of get a better deal or bring him in and kind of turn him out for a year. But I think Mark Davis, in my mind, he's going to decide on Derek Carr before he brings in you know, a new GM or a new coach or whatever he does as far as the cleaning house. I just think that at this point maybe – you know, a divorce is best for both both parties. I think the Raiders have had one, they had one good year with Derek Carr. They went to the playoffs in 2016. Unfortunately, he got hurt and missed the playoff game. Uh, it's a good trivia question. The only uh, playoff game they've had in 20 years was quarterback by Connor Cook. Yeah, he's um, from here. Everybody knows what a bum he is. He's from here. <laughs> I wasn't going to say bum. I was going to be nicer than that. But uh, the Raider fans definitely are bitter that he's the one guy they've had in the playoff game the last 20 years. But um, – I just think Derek Carr, the fan base here is very, it's a really, it's a big split. Like people love him or they hate him. It's not much middle ground. I think he's um, a guy who doesn't do enough to, to win games or make guys better. Well, the other half thinks, you know what? The rest of the organization has been a mess. The draft picks have been terrible. The phrase signing has been terrible. This year the old line is terrible. They lost drugs. And so I just think there's um, excuses for him. If you're not doing as well as people think he should, but it also there's a lot of blame for him for the, so this is like, you know, eight years here, they've had seven uh, seven bad ones. So I just think that yeah. uh, it, might, it might be time. All right, so two more off of that, and then we'll get you out of here. Um, just to be clear, he's going to make that – the owner is going to make that decision before he hires the GM. I mean, that, that would complicate things, right? I, I, here's why I think so, because I think that, you know, to keep Derek Carr, to bring him, to bring him back, whatever, he's going to need an extension. He's not going to play, I wouldn't think, a lame duck contract, you know, and risk getting hurt. So he'll need an extension before 
That's a lot of money. So, so that's what you mean by decision extension, or not just that the yeah. owner decided they're going to trade him. Okay. Yes. No, no. I, I think the owner's going to have to decide who wants to pay him. Like, is he, I mean, a quarterback's not worth what two hundred million dollars. I mean, yeah. Derek Carr is still in his prime. So, does Mark Davis want to give Derek Carr two hundred million dollars? I, I don't think so, and I don't think Derek Carr will come back. I wouldn't think. I mean, I'd imagine he might hold out if they try to bring him back and uh, for a lame duck season. So, my, my take is that Mark will already have decided about his future and what he's worth financially. And then therefore I would think he would tell the GM or the coach, whoever he hires to take over. Look, I don't really want to pay him that much, but I'm not really looking to pay Derek Carr, you know, $200 million. I don't, I'm not sure he's that guy. So I think that uh, for owner to come in, or I'm sorry, for the GM to come in or coach to come in, that'd be a big sale to come in and say, you know, I like Derek Carr enough. I want you to pay him $150, $200 million. I, I think that's a tough, Competition to have for a new a new owner, I'm sorry, a new GM or a coach. Sure, and, and Mark Davis. Right, and then secondly, um, you know, and obviously this is just you and I guessing here. Uh, if they're going to move on, I mean, what is, what is the asking price? Is it, is a number one too much? I, I I don't I don't think that it is. But when I say it out loud, it starts to feel that way. What, what's your feel there? I think you need a number one. I think you look at what Stafford got. Uh, you got the two ones because they had the you know, Goff's contract. That's not really a good, a good comparison. But Wentz, and they got a, what, a first and a third, I want to say, yeah. for Carson Wentz. So I think their car has got a little more upside than Carson Wentz does. And I think a little less baggage when Carson Wentz pretty bad when, when he left. So I got to believe. And plus, I think there's a lot of teams that, that need quarterbacks. I think even oh, even, sure. cars detract, even cars detractors would say he's probably a top 15 quarterback in the league. I think that's not – that's probably the you know, worst – Worst case scenario for I think he's still showing me his flashes where every now and then he's in the MVP talk. And I think I'm sure a coach would see him as filming. You know what? That guy, I can work with that guy. I can, he has one, well, a good arm, smart guy, hard worker. He's you know, a good leader. He's a guy I can definitely build with. So I got to believe his reputation around the league is pretty good where you would think you could, yeah, a first and a third, whatever, would not be too much to give up. Yeah, no, I, I think a first and a one and a three or one and a four sounds like a good starting point, right? Um, yeah, I think so. I think, and that car is all about leverage. I mean, this this year it's not a great draft class. It doesn't seem like it right now, at least. So, if you do need a quarterback, you're not really looking to, to plug in on a young guy. I'm not sure what happens with Russell Wilson, uh, but it seems like Aaron Rodgers got to believe is going to be back in Green Bay. I think like he's played well enough where that's all been put to bed. The whole issues for next year. So, uh, you yeah, know, we'll see who else is on the market besides besides Derek. Yeah, I mean, to me, and, and we'll see because we're talking ten days before Christmas here, but. If Aaron Rodgers was to get – first of all, they're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. But if he was, I mean, you're talking about an exorbitant starting price for a 38-year-old. Just to start it because, obviously, the Packers would open it up to at least the whole AFC, if not the whole league, right? So it would just get to where you would just be priced out, almost anybody. Yeah, I don't think so. Right, right, and, and probably not with Kai. So that's why I wanted to have you on because let's, let's just be honest. The Browns have a roster that's pretty good, and the Browns have a quarterback who's under contract for one more year around $19 million, and he's not good enough, and he's not the answer. So this is going to be really interesting, and we'll see. But not as interesting as Saturday is going to be, or maybe the hours between now and Saturday as the Browns players, as we record this, are online campaigning for the game to be moved. Vic, thank you for your time, my friend. Talk to you soon. All right, bud. Take care. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, so we uh, roll along here on Civilized Barking. Um, been a long week, obviously. Um, Browns are done for the week, so normally they would have a Friday practice and all of that, but everything's moved up a week. So on Wednesday, they had three separate walkthroughs. Um, you heard Kevin Stefanski say via Zoom, of course, the guys basically went from their cars to the practice field, defense, special teams, offense, virtual meetings, all of that. They were able to practice Thursday. Then they tested afterwards, and per reports, um, five players, five more players positive. So we're looking at Nick Mullins being the starting quarterback. Um, Nick Mullins has played in the league, I believe it's 16 career starts. He has um, with the 49ers over the last few years. Most of those have not gone well. He was not with the Browns in the preseason. He um, – uh, the Browns went with Kyle Laletta as their quarterback in the preseason. Their number three QB in the preseason. They moved on. Um, Mullins is from Hoover, Alabama. He's 26 years old. He played at Southern Miss. And um, he's apparently going to start if there's a game. I do think there's going to be a game. So uh, if there's not, if it happens to be canceled on Friday morning, you might never hear this anyway. I don't think the NFL's ever had any intention. Um, I, I can't say an exact number of what the threshold would be of positives or unavailables, but let's just run through it. So you're looking at Mullins, a quarterback, Chubb and Dearness Johnson, a running back as Kareem Hunt is injured. The backup quarterback would probably be the backup fullback, Johnny Stanton, um, who was a college quarterback at UNLV. You know, I think the Browns started the year with uh, the emergency quarterbacks being Odell Beckham, who quit the team, and Jarvis Landry, who's on the COVID list. Um, Jarvis Landry is the number one receiver for this team. He's out. So, They'll have Donovan Peoples-Jones. They'll have Jamarcus Bradley. They'll have Richard Higgins. They won't have JoJo Natson, who's on the COVID list. <laughs> um, we anticipate the offensive line from left to right being Blake Hans at left tackle, Batonio at left guard, Treader at center, Michael Dunn at right guard, and James Hudson at right tackle, where he started last week. David Njoku was activated. If Harrison Bryant's healthy, and I think he will be, they'll have two tight ends. So, so that's a start. Um Defensively, they won't have Malik McDowell. They won't have John Johnson. They're apparently not going to have Delpit. They're apparently not going to have Phillips. Um, Greg Newsom's out with the concussion. Troy Hill is injured and on the COVID list. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I would expect, you know, with no number one slot corner, Troy Hill, number two emergency slot corner, Greg Newsom, you know, Hunter Renfro's on a tear, as, as we mentioned earlier with Vic. Um, the Raiders are a quick passing team anyway. Josh Jacobs is, is their running back. They'll use him. Now, the Raiders, remember, came in here last November, the awful weather game, and just really ran Jacobs. The Browns were flat. It was the, the weather made it so neither team could really do much of anything. And, and without Nick Chubb and Wyatt Teller in that game, 
and the Browns will have one of those guys on Sunday. The Raiders really muscled them. I think that led to the Browns going and finding Malik McDowell, who obviously has been a great find and a great project um, to undertake. And he's their best run stopper. I mean, he's just a massive human being with amazing strength, and it takes two guys to move him, and without him in there, you know, that's an issue. Anthony Walker, the, the traditional middle linebacker, he remains on the COVID list. So um, the Raiders won't have all-world tight end Darren Waller. He's going to miss a third straight game due to injury. The Raiders have, have scored 16 points only once in their last six games. I think Vic mentioned that as well. Um, so, you know, with Case Keenum, my answer would be, look, it's going to be 75 or 80% what it normally looks like. Guys have done it. We'll just see, you know, what the gray area is in terms of who's available and how the game takes shape. And you try to avoid the absolute emergency situation with new guys playing, you know, without Case Keenum and Nick Mullins, who's never played. And, and again, didn't even get to practice Thursday. You just have to think they hand it off all day. And you have to think passes are really simple and really quick. And any, like, trick plays or anything are very scripted in advance, and we'll see how it goes. So, um, Stefanski, when he spoke about 2.30 or 3 o'clock on Thursday afternoon, did not want to rule himself or anyone else out with the, as far as, you know, vaccinated guys and the Browns are almost completely fully vaccinated, being able to test out. But the numbers over the year for, for the whole league, uh, less than 20% of guys have done that have come back in a week. And even though the rules are changing – um, the NFL changing the policy for one test. I don't think that's going to happen in time. So, you know, maybe they would get Walker back. Maybe one or two guys would come back. Maybe Stefanski can coach. I don't know. Um, if you want to know what it would take for the Browns, for the NFL to cancel the game, you know, I will gladly be wrong on this. I just, I don't think it's going to happen. And I think if the Browns have 40 guys in uniform, you know, they signed Brian Allen and Tedrick Thompson back to the practice squad, guys who've been with the team in the past. I think Thompson was two years ago even. Um, they're going to have to play on on Saturday afternoon, play special teams, and maybe not start. Richard LeCount is probably going to start at safety, uh, either he or Javante Moffitt. You know, LeCount's a rookie draft pick. They kept him away from the team for a whole week for a disciplinary issue in October. He could be starting a game in week 15. Um, that the Browns really need to win. So, As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. 
Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. You know, when you have Nick Chubb and you have the possibility of whether we'll see. I I don't have a whole lot else to add, guys, um, you know, to this. I think when you talk about Hans and when you talk about Dunn, you talk about Harrison Bryant coming back and taking on a bigger role. I mean, these are guys that have stepped in for the Browns before. These are guys that have played, and the Browns know what they're getting, you know, from those guys. Um, a defensive tackle, you know, I think – Sheldon Day, and they obviously drafted Tommy Togia. They drafted Jordan Elliott. They're just not Malik McDowell. But this is opportunity to step up. And, of course, how this week has gone, I've written about Case Keenum. I was writing, excuse me, on Thursday about Case Keenum and opportunity and how you never know. And then, of course, he tests positive, and it looks like he's going to be out. So um, is Nick Mullins ever going to have an NFL career? Is Nick Mullins ever going to be seen again after Saturday? We don't know. They had answer, but it looks like he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. And, um, you know, you can just assume, presume, whatever, however you shape it here, um, that he's never done anything other than run the scout team. The Browns bring him in on the practice squad to take a look to have him in case complete emergency hits. And here it is in week 15. So, um, you know, we've seen Dearness Johnson produce. We've really seen Donovan Peoples-Jones play well all year. The fumble in Houston kind of got him benched. The guy's been open all year. Um, you know, he once he gets going, he's super fast. I think you'll see some design plays there. So how how they shape it, how it all goes, I I don't know. It's, it feels like a first of seventeen game wins. You know, it feels like Denzel Ward can shadow cover Hunter Renfro, or two guys can get on Hunter Renfro. It feels like maybe with the weather. You can stack the box and dare him to throw it over you. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. And, again, um, maybe this never sees the light of day, or maybe there's more guys, unfortunately, on the COVID list by the time it goes. But we think there's a game on Saturday at 430. We will certainly have it covered if there is. We appreciate you listening, reading, um, all of that stuff. It's just a strange week. It's It feels a lot like last year in the Pittsburgh game, obviously, with – with Van Pelt and with Prefer as an interim coach and with Michael Dunn stepping in and with MJ Stewart stepping up and key guys not being there. But this just feels stranger. It feels a lot worse. And um, we'll see. So, um, yeah, that's all I got. Thanks for listening. And, um, you know, follow on Twitter, follow on the Athletic app as always. And we'll see what happens. Thanks. Thanks.